0: Hi everyone and welcome to this What You Talking About Willis podcast. My name is Henry Willis and I'm the Head of Humanities and Politics here at Haleybury College in Melbourne, Victoria. Thank you for joining us as we discuss all things international relations, making connections between current world events and the VCE Global Politics Curriculum. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this episode of What You're Talking About, Willis. It's the 23rd of July. It's been almost a month since our last episode. It's been a busy couple of weeks. We've had sacks and lockdowns and all sorts of things in between. I've got a new child. It's all very exciting, um, but good to get back in the classroom and start doing some content for Unit 4 Area of Study, too. So today we're going to give you a little bit of an introduction to this area of study and go through some of the key terms for you. And so this unit, as previously discussed, is called Global Crises, Unit 4, Area Study 2. And like the previous area of study, uh, there are four different topics for you to pick from in terms of answering questions and learning content. So there are four global crises which students across the state will study. Um, These include armed conflict, terrorism, economic instability and environmental degradation and every student in Victoria is required to know two of those global crises. So for us here at Halebury, we choose the two most interesting ones, which are, of course, armed conflict and international terrorism. So within those categories, we do have many options as to say which conflicts or which examples of terrorism that we look at in relation to conflict. This year we're going to be focusing on the armed conflict in Syria. It is getting towards the end of its shelf life, having started in 2011, so the conflict is 10 years old this year. But in saying that, it is one of the best conflicts to look at in terms of having a really sort of strong international component to it. There's lots of conflicting actors involved, uh, lots of interests, which makes for a pretty complex overview of the conflict, but of course, some really good evaluations. And some of the more recent global crises and conflicts are just not quite as international um, the Tigrayan conflict in Ethiopia at the moment is very contemporary, but it remains a largely civil conflict between the Tigrayan sort of ethnic group and the Ethiopian government with fairly minimal international output. So we're going to continue to focus on Syria for our armed conflict this year and for terrorism, our primary focus will be on the Islamic State. That certainly does not exclude you from talking about other groups like Al Qaeda and its affiliates. So when we look at drone strikes, for example, we might focus on uh, drone strikes against Al Shabaab, which is the somali based affiliate of Al Qaeda. And so we might be sort of talking about Islamic extremism in a more general sense in this particular case. So we have two uh, separate global crises to cover. And for each of those global crises, we need to be able to address the following things. Firstly, we need to be able to explain the causes, plural, of these global crises. So at least two causes of these crises, why the crisis began in the first place is required. You do not need to evaluate those causes. You simply need to be able to identify them, describe the features of those causes. So, you know, in detail, talk about that particular factor that led to the conflict. And of course, make sure you can very explicitly explain how that factor you've described has ultimately resulted in an armed conflict or the use of terrorism in an international sort of capacity. So you need to explain the causes times two for each global actor. You also need to explain the responses times two uh, to these crises as well as evaluate the effectiveness of these responses. So rather than just tell me what is done and why, you also need to look at whether these responses were effective. And this is where the key terms become very important for this unit, because our key terms outline the different kinds of responses that are likely to occur in relation to these crises. Unilateralism, for example, is single or one sided action. That is primarily done in order to serve the direct interests of one particular global actor without any real consideration for the goals and objectives of others. And so unilateralism um, would be an example of a response to a crisis where someone acts on their own to address the crisis in their own particular way. That's very different to say international cooperation, which is another key term, which requires the collective support of states working together in a multilateral forum to try and address a crisis. We often see these responses materialized through um, mechanisms of global governance, like the UN, as well as other sort of regional groupings, um, it might be military alliances like NATO, um, of which bring people together to cooperate and collaborate in order to address the crisis. So when looking at the responses and their effectiveness, it's a good idea to make sure you have one detailed case of unilateralism for both crises, where has someone acted alone and has it been effective or not? And one detailed example of International cooperation with a particular emphasis on crisis diplomacy, which is another key term. So crisis diplomacy, um, if you take the definition quite literally, um, refers to the negotiations and the dialogue that occurs in response to a very immediate situation. So not a sort of long term planned response, but in response to an immediate crisis, the negotiations that are occurring at a very sort of rapid way in order to address that particular issue. So having an example of crisis diplomacy will usually tick the box on international cooperation as well. So I would suggest that for your responses, plural, make sure you can evaluate an example of unilateralism and also make sure you can evaluate an example of crisis diplomacy, which has a strong emphasis on international cooperation. In relation to these responses as well, you also need to be able to analyze the challenges that limit their effectiveness. So this may mean that you simply explain the challenges or the challenges may be connected to the responses and require you to evaluate. So what factors limit the effectiveness of international responses to resolve these crises? Common factors include things like a lack of international cooperation. Um, Globalization can be quite a challenging factor in some ways. And then certain characteristics of the conflict itself or terrorism itself might be challenging. It might be the asymmetrical nature of warfare and terrorism, which is a real problem. Um, It might be the presence of Islamic extremists um, and sectarian divides within Syria. That's a problem. Um, Sovereignty in a more general sense might be a problem. So these are the kinds of factors that you need to know. Again, plural. So at least two factors for each, which might challenge the um, effective resolution of these crises. And again, that's where having globalisation as a strong factor might be useful to you because globalisation is another one of your key terms. And as we've already studied the term this year, I'm not going to go into it in too much detail, but essentially we know globalisation results in the increasing interdependence shared between states, which will have significant implications for conflict resolution. It might bring people closer together and make it easier. But in a lot of ways, it might make things much harder as well. We know terrorism, for example, spreads rapidly using globalization um, to defeat the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria may only mean that it pops up in other parts of the world, rapidly fueled by globalization and technology, suggesting that globalization may itself be a key challenge to the effective resolution of these conflicts. And so um, evidently it's interesting that um, you know we often use these key terms in response to the other major dot points in this area of study rather than simply define them as the terms that they are the last thing that you need to know once you've done the challenges to effective resolution are key aspects so each crisis has three key aspects which are listed in the study design and these are like key terms that you need to be able to define and then apply in detail to your particular study. And so for conflict, you need to know intervention, you need to know war as an instrument of state policy, and you need to know how war crimes are prosecuted in international law. So to define those things and then explain them in relation to the armed conflict in Syria, these are usually more detailed questions that range from four five, six marks. In relation to international terrorism, you need to know the concept of non-state terrorism, how terrorism can be used as an instrument of state policy, so not just by non-state actors like ISIL, but say how the Assad government might use terrorism. And you also need to understand the asymmetrical nature of terrorism and how this can be a major challenge, which we've already discussed as a potential challenge to the effective resolution of international terrorism. And so that's a overview of all the key terms, as well as all the key content that you have to cover in this particular area of study. As I've said though, there's a plural on most of the knowledge dot points. So a minimum of two examples of causes, responses, and challenges is required. But just be mindful, if you are writing an essay on this topic, you may want a stronger third paragraph, which might mean that you want an additional response, or an additional cause or some additional detail there to make sure that your essays are reasonably sufficient. So um, don't necessarily limit yourself to two examples. Uh, On the notes, I will limit it to two examples. But in the slides, there are multiple examples of different um, factors that you could talk about in relation to these prices. Okay, that's probably enough for now in terms of an overview of what you need to cover in this area of study. Um, Join us in our next episode where we talk about the causes of the armed conflict in Syria. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Hopefully, I see you in class soon. Um, Take care. Chat soon. Bye.